0: Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua, chapter number one. This is the last message of 2017. And uh, next month. Uh, we are starting a series called Healthy Transitions. Uh, I would like you to invite uh, as many family and friends as you can, uh, in the month of January, it's already baked into the month that people are making changes. Uh, Most people call them resolutions, people that are smart enough not to try to lock themselves into those commitments, call them goals, and uh, they, they, they will be making goals for next year that they hope to accomplish, Uh, hope to accomplish in that year. This message uh, uh, is really maybe a precursor to that message, but uh, before I get into it, I just wanna remind you, uh, this is the last message of the year, and this is also our last time meeting in one service at 10 a.m. It's a reminder to your family and your friends, next month, I mean next month, which is literally tomorrow, uh, next month and next weekend, January the 7th, we will have a 9 and an 11 a.m. service. If you come at 10, you will either be late for one service or incredibly early for the next. Okay? So please know, remember, next year, my 9 o'clock people, I already have talked to several that are 9 o'clock people, be here at 9. My 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock people, be here at 11. If you're here at 10, you're either late or early. Is everybody clear on that? Okay, govern yourselves accordingly. Joshua chapter number one, I'm going to read 10 verses, but I want to give you the title of the message first before we jump in. The title of this message, for all my nerds in the building, is The Crossover Covenant. The Crossover Covenant. Uh, It seems to be a theme every single year, uh, uh, throughout the body of Christ, that whenever we get to the, the end of a year, getting ready to step into a new year, everyone starts talking about crossing over and how uh, next year is going to be the next biggest thing. It, it, it's almost like we're hyping people to go into the new year as if it's not coming anyway. And, and so we're like, you know, and, and, and then, you know, we, for some reason, there's still... Uh, a a large demographic uh, uh, of pastors that cannot resist the urge to have a theme that rhymes with the end of whatever the number is in the year. And so it's 2018, I'm about to live clean. (laughs) It's 2018, do you know what I mean? It's 2018, it's time for more greens. It has to rhyme, and it's ridiculous. You know, it's 2017. The 2017, I don't even know what to do for 17, but they, they always try to build something around, uh, uh, I don't want to do that. 2018, it's going to be another year. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be some breakthroughs in that year, but, but here's one thing, you know I'm a literalist, so, so, so here's one thing that I can't stand. I can't stand when people say, next year is going to be the biggest year of your life. That is the most depressing statement you can ever make to anybody especially to a literalist, because that means it's all down here from here. If 2018 is my best year ever, then what happens in 1920 and 21 and 22? Heaven help me if I live to 2060. It's going to be depressing. This year, I want us to get our minds around the fact that we are crossing over into a new year. But there's a covenant that we have to keep to make sure that everyone understands what they're stepping into, okay? So Joshua chapter number one, you should have that up. I'm starting at the 10th verse, uh, and I'm going to read through the 16th verse, and here's what it says. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh. He told them, Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God has given you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Your wives, children, and livestock may remain here in the land Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has given you rest, and until they, too, possess the land the Lord your God is giving them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you they answered joshua we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us the crossover covenant bow your heads let's pray holy spirit help us to keep our covenant as we cross over in jesus name amen the children of israel uh, have waited a long time They've waited a long time to step into their promised land. After over 400 years of slavery in Egypt, a miraculous splitting of the Red Sea that causes hundreds of thousands of people to be able to cross over into the wilderness, after being miraculously sustained by manna from heaven, quail, coming out of nowhere, a pillar of fire by day, I'm sorry, a pillar of fire by night, a cloud by day, they are ready to step into the breakthrough that God has promised Abraham. What's interesting is this type of a moment is something that we hear at the end of every year. We're about to cross over into a new year. You're about to get your breakthrough. You're about to step into your miracle. And for many of us that will happen. But the truth of the matter is is that you cannot have as many people that are in this room and call uh, Embassy City Church home who are in different who are in the same place all the time. If truth be told, many of us are already in our season of breakthrough, and some of us are trying to get to that season of breakthrough, or it could be that some of us are in that season of breakthrough, and many of us are hoping to cross over into that breakthrough. Everyone in this room is not in the same place, and so when you say you're about to cross over into the new year, and you're about to get your breakthrough, when it lands on your ears, people don't hear it the same way. For one person, a thousand dollars in their hand may be the breakthrough that they need, For somebody else that owns their own business, a million dollars in the hand may be the breakthrough that they need. For someone else, if they had an apartment, it would be the breakthrough that they needed. For someone else who's been cramped up and they need a bigger place, a home would be the breakthrough that they need. If we were to get past material things, uh, some people just wish their marriage would be happy. If I just had a breakthrough in my marriage and we could just have a conversation that didn't end in an argument, that would be a breakthrough for me. For others, it would be if I could just get to sleep without feeling stressed or fearful, that would be a breakthrough for me. Whatever that breakthrough is, whatever you're believing God for, we stand in agreement with you. But for those of us that may be already experiencing that level of peace or blessing, we have to be able to turn around and give that blessing to those that haven't received it yet. You see, there was something that was interesting about this call for the children of Israel to prepare themselves to cross over to the other side of the Jordan, Joshua takes uh, Reuben, the tribe of Reuben, Gad, tribe, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and he says to them, okay, now, remember what you told Moses before he died. Remember that you told him, you made a covenant with him, that you would stay in this land that you have over here, but you would only be able to stay in that land if you help your other tribesmen, your other brothers and sisters in Israel, cross over to receive the promise that they had. Now wait a minute. Is this not interesting to you as it is to me that, that, that Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh are already living in their promised land? Aren't we all supposed to be going into our promised land together? No. Here's the thing. There were already some tribes that were already experiencing their promise, and they had to make a covenant to make sure everyone else experienced theirs as well. You see, the crossover covenant is for those that have already stepped into a season of blessing but will not rest until everyone around them steps into it too. That I cannot leave you where you are, and be satisfied where I am, I won't be happy until we're all experiencing the same blessings together. Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh stepped into a covenant that I want to share with you right now. Point number one, write this down. God's blessings are not identical. I'm going to say that again. God's blessings are not identical. Identical. Numbers chapter number 32, I don't have time to read it all, but uh, it, to put it into context for you, in chapter number 31, uh, the Israelites went out to war against the Midianites. They defeated them, they conquered them, uh, and this was on uh, uh, the east side of the Jordan River. The east side of the Jordan River is uh not the west side of the Jordan River and this is the reason why this is important is because the west side of the Jordan River is what they were going to be promised the 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 promised land Canaan was on the west side of the Jordan River and that's where they were to receive their blessing but after they finished this battle against the Midianites they looked at the land of Jazer and Gilead and said you know what this is not bad For our our flocks and for for our herds and for our family members, uh, Gilead is awesome, and we would actually like to live here. Now, I want you to think about this. For 400 years, you've been promised Canaan, and then two and a half tribes, Gilead, I'm sorry, the tribe of Gad, the tribe of Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh, they go, you know what, I kind of like it here. Have you, ever, have you ever met somebody like that or had a family member like that that, that, that it doesn't take much for them? Have you ever planned a, like, romantic dinner with somebody, and they're like, I just want to go to Subway? <laughs> and, and you were like, no, 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 I planned this meal, and it's our date night, and, and, and I made reservations at the reunion tower, and it spins, and Wolfgang Puck Marks up his prices on his steak because it's him, and, and so I want to take you there. It's going to be such a nice romantic dinner, and they're like, no, I just want a footlong. If I just had a meatball sandwich, I'd be fine. And you're like, no, I don't want you to have a footlong. I want to give you filet mignon. And they're like, no, meatballs from Subway, not Quiznos, Subway. The tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they look at Gilead and go, this is fine for us. We're good right here. And Moses goes, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Canaan is what we're going after. They're like, no, no, no. It's good for me here. No, no, no. No, we have to get to Canaan. That's the goal is to get to Canaan. They're like, no, we we, we love Jazer and Gilead are fine for us. What happens is they have to go into this covenant. And the covenant is this. If you want this land, you can have it under one condition, that you help your brothers and sisters Get Canaan too. The only way you can enjoy the blessing that you found here is if you've made a commitment to help your brothers and sisters to find their blessing there. Let me tell you why this is important to us as believers. Because there seems to have been this consumeristic me centric gospel that puts self above others the reason why this is dangerous is because you cannot read the bible from genesis to revelation and find that doctrine anywhere everything in the scriptures is about sacrifice and about serving others So, if any part of your blessing experience, if any part of your breakthrough excludes everyone else but you, it's not the gospel message. And it's not the way we were supposed to live the Christian lifestyle. This is your season it's your time for a breakthrough, it's your time for a miracle, yeah, it's mine, give me mine, give me mine, your promotion, your breakthrough, your next level, your, 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 mine, mine, mine. and we've made a greedy consumeristic group of people that call themselves believers that have no empathy for others. I'm driving down the highway. I I, I can't even, I didn't even try to put this into my message. I'm driving down the highway 40 minutes ago, and there's a woman on the side of the road. I had to stop. I didn't say this would be a great part of my sermon. I'm preaching on something that kind of lines up with this. This would be a great little example to throw in. As a believer, there is something in my heart that won't let me enjoy my blessing unless other people get to enjoy theirs too. And To the extent that I can help them get there, according to scripture, I must help them or I'm not being the type of believer that extends the kingdom. I'm not talking about enabling people. I'm not talking about going into a codependent type relationship. What I am talking about, though, is as much as lies within you to help your fellow neighbor experience the type of breakthrough that will allow them to live their life the best way you're living yours, please help them. There's nothing wrong with Jazer. There's nothing wrong with Gilead. There's, there's nothing wrong with not wanting Canaan. There's nothing wrong that, that, uh, uh, with you because your desire is different from somebody else's. It only gets really weird and creepy when your desire is at the expense of everyone else. So point number one is God's blessings are not identical. Point number two, write this down. God's, God blesses us to be a blessing. This is Joshua chapter number 4. I only need to read the 12th verse. Here's what it says. The armed warriors from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh led the Israelites across the Jordan just as Moses had directed. Now, they're about to go into battle against Jericho, and Uh, before they go into the battle against Jericho they were they uh, uh, Joshua had the conversation with these two and a half tribes and says you have to help us get into the promised land when they show up they show up ready to fight when God blesses you he puts you in a position to be a blessing to others Anytime God gives you a breakthrough, anytime God gives you a promotion, anytime God gives you uh, uh, that that, that lift up into the next level, here's why he's doing it, because he wants you to be a blessing to more people. He gives you more resources to be a blessing to more people. He gives you a bigger house so you can be more hospitable. He gives you a bigger car because you can pick more people up. He gives you more money so you can give more money away the more he gives you, what he's really saying is, I trust you to expand you so big for one reason and one reason only. I can do more through you because I've given you more. If you couldn't do, if you couldn't be a blessing with a dollar, you will not be a blessing with a million dollars. If you couldn't be a blessing with a two-seater smart car, you know that little soda can with the wheels on it? If you couldn't be a blessing in that, you won't be a blessing in a Mercedes or a Bentley. If you woke up in a new Bugatti tomorrow, it wouldn't matter. It would be just a dream. (laughs) Listen to the song. Um, (laughs) He blesses us to actually be a blessing. And here's what I love about these two-and-a-half tribes. It wasn't just, hey, I'm going to be praying for you guys. Hope you get that breakthrough. Mm. I'll be interceding on your behalf. It's cold outside, so y'all just just let me know if y'all need anything. Here's the way that they helped. They actually had to go help them fight. And, And here is why that was important. When you've received your blessing, when you've already crossed over, it's really easy to get comfortable. It's really easy to start saying, well, that's, that's, that's not really my problem. That's, that's not really my responsibility. I'm, I'm cool right here. No, what was, what was interesting is that they all got prepared for battle, and they showed up to run point in the battle. They said, we're the ones that are most rested. We're the ones that have already received our blessing. We know what it feels like. We have tasted and seen the abundance of the Lord. I know Canaan is what was promised to all of us. For some reason, Jazer and Gilead suits us just fine. But let me tell you something. I know what it feels like to have a breakthrough, and I cannot wait to help you get yours. I am going into battle with you. I'm not just going to pray for you. I'm going into battle with you. In counseling, I just learned this a, 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 a few, a, about a month and a half ago, it's called jumping in the well with the person. I'm just not going to hear your situation and go, oh man, I, I hope that works out for you. I'm going to jump in the well with you and help you figure a way out. For some of us, again, it may not be a financial situation. It may be emotional. I can't tell you how many counseling sessions I've spent with people who, who other people would say, uh, I don't know if you should still be counseling them. But I'm going, no, 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 no. I know what it feels like to have a breakthrough in my marriage and have peace. I want them to have the same thing. I know what it is to struggle with an addiction or a bondage. I want them to have the same freedom that I have found, and it's going to take time, and it's going to be messy, and you're going to have to roll up your sleeves, and it will not be convenient, and the hardest thing for people that are already in their blessed zone to do is to roll up their sleeves and help someone else fight for theirs as well. See, the crossover covenant means that you're going to have to put some sweat equity into this. It means that you will actually be inconvenienced, it's one thing to have to fight for your breakthrough because you don't have it. It's another thing to have to get out of your comfy bed, put on some socks, some shoes when it's 32 degrees, and go outside and get in the fight. I got my boys a basketball go for Christmas. And it's nice. When you think basketball goal, I don't want you to think like, you know, the little thing with the water in it or the sandbags that hold it down, a little hoop. I want you to think recreation center. (laughs) I want you to think college gym, breakaway rim, okay? I I, I want you to think Shaquille O'Neal at LSU. Because that's what it would take to bring down this goal. It, it, it's that nice, and so we bought it. the The instruction said on it, it'll take about ninety minutes to assemble. I called my friend over. Uh, he got there at one thirty to start on it, and at eleven thirty that night, <laughs> this was two nights ago, um, he 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 was still there, and. Um, uh, I saw him up there uh, doing it, and, and there, there, were, there were many times that I, that I said, I have to get down here and help him. Now, I need you to understand something about me. Um, I am the least handiest person that you will ever meet in your life. I feel like I contribute to the American economy by keeping people like plumbers, <laughs> electricians, handyman in business, because I'm not doing it. Now, the handyman in my family is Juliet. (laughs) Juliet can fix anything, asterisk, almost anything. Last night, I came downstairs. The girl had her soldering kit out, and she was fusing a wire together for something (laughs) that needed electricity and it looked like she was diffusing a bomb and I was so impressed I was like oh my goodness I have a crush on you this is amazing because if it was me I'd have been like the electrician would be here in a day and a half and he'll get it like I don't even try to do anything that, it's broke I'd be like call somebody I don't what am I do you see these hands what am I supposed to do my hands are soft and supple I don't know I don't have a callus anywhere what do you want from me all the stuff I do ends at the neck. It's just up here. <laughs> it's over. But I heard him. <laughs> okay, let me just be honest. So he was out there. I had checked on him several times and helped him several times. And, 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 and he had to be on the roof. Now, upstairs, on the side that he was on, is the side where I play my video games. So he was outside working, and I was playing video games. And that's what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I heard a loud crash. It was so loud. And I ran, out st- I ran outside, and he was literally holding the goal up with the ah! Ah! And I jumped up there, and, and I had to push it up. And then we stayed out there for about an hour, and it was just a hot mess. But can you imagine if my thought would have been, Man, I hope he's all right. <laughs> hope he gets that goal up. All right, I mean, I already got my breakthrough. <laughs> it's not my goal, it's not my basketball hoop. That's theirs. I play basketball already. I play NBA 2K they want the real thing. I hope hope they can get it. I'm literally five feet from the problem. And my thought is, I hope you're going to be okay. Oh, let me be more Christian. I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Can you imagine me going outside and going, hey, man, (laughs) in Jesus' name, Give them the strength to keep that goal up. And Jesus, oh, Jesus, please let them keep. Oh, Lord, amen. Come on, favor and strength, Lord. Let them find the washer and the bolt that goes to that screw. so it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, Lord. What, what are we talking about? How do you, who does this? Many of us. When prayer becomes more a Christian cliche then it becomes a spiritual exercise we've, we've lost our covenant with those that we have a commitment to help cross over when people tell me to pray for them I stop right then and there and I pray for them if I get a text message and they say would you please pray I pray right there and I always respond either just prayed or praying because I'm actually doing it right then and there I know that sounds deep and spiritual. Here's the one reason I do it, because I'll forget. Right? Hey, can you be praying for me? I sure will. Do, 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 and then what do you do? You forget. No one's going, uh-huh, yes, prayer list, duly noted. It's in my log entry. Some people have that discipline. I don't, so I have to pray right then and there. It's not, it's not a, 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 a Uh, A deep thing. It's just the fact it's really practical. I have to do it right then and there or else I will not do it. I, I fear that some of us have gotten to the point where it's just become a common thing to say, I'll pray, and then we don't do it. Well, if we can't even pray for people, then I can automatically assume that your interaction for people is probably less than that. We have a commitment to be a blessing when God has blessed us. It's just the nature of being blessed. And the consumeristic me-centered gospel that says that God wants to heap all this stuff on you for you it doesn't line up with Scripture. Because all the glory that was bestowed upon Jesus Christ came because he sacrificed himself for us. So there's no glory without the L being dropped and getting gory. There's blood involved with breakthrough. There's blood involved with crossing over. As it was naturally for Joshua in the Old Testament, it was spiritually for Yeshua, the same word in Hebrew in the New Testament. It took blood to enter into Canaan, the the physical promised land, and it takes blood to enter into Canaan, the spiritual promised land of heaven. Joshua in the Old Testament, which means God is our salvation, and Jesus, Yeshua, in the New Testament, which means God is salvation. God blesses us to be a blessing. Point number three, write this down. God blesses us even more. God blesses us to be a blessing, and then God blesses us even more. Joshua 22, verses 1 through 9 say this. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the to the present day. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River, but be careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave you, gave to you. Love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them sent them away and they went home. Moses had given the land of Bashan, east of the Jordan River, to the half tribe of Manasseh. The other half tribe was given land west of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your homes and with great, go back to your homes with the great wealth you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and the large supply of clothing. Share the plunder with your enemies. So the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the rest of Israel at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. They started the journey back to their own land of Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. Chapter number 22 is when we're ending the settling of all the land and the territories on the west side of the Jordan River. Uh, Even though we read the narrative of Joshua almost straight through from uh, chapter number six through their uh, conquest of the territory uh, and the resettling of the land, uh, most uh, theologians and historians believe that it actually took around seven years to conquer Canaan. From the time they took Jericho to the time that it was completely uh, uh, theirs was about Seven years. So so I want you to think about the commitment, right? I'm going to help you get your breakthrough. Yay! You can't enjoy your land until we enjoy our land. I'm with you. What's the commitment? Seven years. (laughs) Oh, man. I I didn't know it was going to take that long. Will will, will you help me? I'm in a... I'm in a a financial struggle. Yeah, I sure will. How much? Two grand. (laughs) Ah, man, maybe a simple interest loan. You don't have to pay me back for like three years. Am I going to to see this again? I need some help. I didn't say I needed a loan. Hey, my marriage is in trouble. How long is it going to take? I'll give you a call, we'll talk for 40 minutes, that should do it, right? About 18 months of counseling. I didn't know it was going to take that long. Will you help me get my breakthrough? I've been through so much bondage uh, and and so much emotional pain as as a child. It's crept into my adulthood, and I don't know how to work my way out of it. I'm committed to you. How long is it going to take? About three years. If people were to put a sign on the front of their chest letting you know how much of a work they would be in progress, many of us would not sign up for the task. Which is why God so conveniently says, I'll give you your breakthrough now before I tell you what it's going to require for you to help someone else with theirs later. It took about seven years for the children of Israel to conquer Canaan. And the two and a half tribes, Gad, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh, made a commitment not to go anywhere for seven years. And only when it was over that they finally get released by Joshua to go back home. And here's what I love about it. When they went back home, they went back home richer than if they would have stayed at home in the first place. Let me tell you something that I love about the crossover covenant. You wind up with a richer experience when God blesses you, you bless others, you wind up richer in the end than if you would have never helped out to begin with. As we step over into the new year, I just want to ask you a simple question. Where are you right now? Where do you see yourself right now? Some of you may feel like I'm already in the place that God has me, and and, and I feel good here. I'm in a sweet spot. That's fantastic. Others may be like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I feel like I'm on the verge of something, but I don't know exactly what is supposed to happen next. I can guarantee you, wherever you are right now, you are better than where someone else is right now. Whatever you're in need of right now, I guarantee you someone else has a little bit more need or in a different way might have a dire circumstance that puts you above them. Before we step into the new year, I want you to be consciously aware of your surroundings and the people that may need God's assistance through you. We will not go into 2018 with the mindset of, oh God, I hope you help them. When God's like, I've been trying to for six months and all you've kept doing is stretching your hand instead of giving your hand. We have a crossover covenant in the Embassy City family that says, I can't really enjoy what I have until I help you get in a position to enjoy yours as well. Canaan is an awesome place, but so is a place like Has anybody ever even heard of Jazer? Be honest. Jazer. Can't wait to get to the land of Jazer. Doesn't even have a ring to it. Nobody writes songs about Jason. Can't wait to get to Gilead. God has given us an ability to help people cross over because they don't get there by themselves. He may want to do it through you, I'm asking you today to make a covenant to make sure no one is left behind. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? So passionate about this being a place where breakthroughs become normal. That they are not the exception, they're the norm. That people experience breakthroughs in their marriages. In their finances in their personal walks with the lord i'm passionate about seeing that happen and if we would become more attuned to each other more sensitive and discerning with each other to the point that meet and greet becomes a time where we're really hugging and Picking up on things and going, what's that about? Hey, talk to me after service. Don't leave right away. Is there something I could be praying with you about? Maybe there is a place where I can help. We have a resident here who has been responsible for three or four people getting jobs. That's an answer to somebody's real prayer. They didn't just pray for them, that they would get employment. They actually actively engaged in the process. This person is, is responsible through being obedient to the Holy Spirit with someone getting a job. Oh, God gave me a job. Somebody had to hire you. Somebody had to refer you. God works through us. He has no one else to work through except us. But he needs our permission. Would we grant him permission? Not when we feel like it, but when it's needed. Not at a time of our convenience, but at the time the Holy Spirit prompts us. This is the crossover covenant that we should take into the new year for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.